GamesillaMedia.com. Noise Land Arcade. Welcome to Noiseland Arcade. I am Craig WK. With me as usual is my buddy, Sean the Arcade Phantom. Howdly doodly, Craig. <sighs> and with us is a special guest. We have Matrick on stage. How's it going, buddy? Oakley dokley. Oh, I'm so glad to have you here, Matrick. <laughs> this is going to be great. <sighs> I was so glad you asked me how I was doing because I wanted to work that in there. <laughs> Oh, Craig, we're off to a great start. You're already miserable. <laughs> I hate my life already. So today we're talking about when Flanders failed. Now, Sean, when did this episode first release? This episode first released October 3rd, 1991. Yeah, so after Ned Flanders starts a new business venture, Homer wishes for him to fail, uh, but then feels guilt when his wish seems to come true. Now, as far as that goes, uh, uh, Matt, you you chose this episode specifically to be on. Uh, so this is uh, an episode you really enjoy? Yeah, this is one that always kind of stuck out to me. And just, I think, not just as far as The Simpsons, but in cartoons in general. Hmm. Um, because there was this, like, big moral that came about. And they still told it in a funny way. And that, yeah. uh, that always appealed to me. I mean, The Simpsons always did that. But this episode, I feel like more than any, mm -hmm. was... You know, like just treating people well. Um, yeah. You know, Homer in this episode, he's not inherently evil. Like he's not. I don't know. There's a few moments. That, well, he's not like <laughs> he's not taking action to hurt Ned. He's taking inaction to hurt Ned. Ned. OK, yeah, that makes sense. You know, so that was one thing that always stuck out to me is that it's not it's not someone being outwardly bad. Yeah. You know, it's just someone being selfish and just wanting to see him fall flat on mm -hmm. his face. <laughs> I took the exact opposite moral from this episode, and if I wish misfortune on my enemies, they will suffer. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to uh, uh, get your wish. So Need, that, what, need that more uh, chicken bone. <laughs> so, guys, I tell you what. Uh, let's chat about uh, what was going on in the world at this time. Uh, Sean, what do, you, what do you have for us for, for you know, history that was going on around this time? Okay, so let me ask you guys a question, because we're all video game players here. Sure, sure. Did you ever have a game you rented all the time, and it was terrible, but you thought, no, it'll be good this time, it'll be good? Uh, unfortunately, yes. Mm, yeah. What games were they for you guys? Was there a specific one? Sim Ant. <sighs> Oh, Sim Ant. Uh, Sim World. <laughs> uh, I've I've done that one too. Uh, I feel like there were some platformers that I perpetually like, like Hook on Super Nintendo. I was like, I remember kind of oh, liking God, this, Hook. and I would like play it, and then I would think, oh, you know, this isn't as good as I remember it being, and I would do the same thing every time I rented it. At least it wasn't Hook for the NES. No, that, yeah, that's a bad game. Yeah, <laughs> NES, the NES version is terrible. Super Nintendo is just slow and not as good. So my bane of my existence was Wolverine for the NES, which oh. came out this month. <laughs> God, no. Fuck that game. <laughs> I always thought it was going to be good. I'm like, I love Wolverine. It's going to be great this time. Oh. And, and no, no, it wasn't. You couldn't even really use your claws. You just kind of punched people. Yeah, that was really It was really such bad. a bad game. Now, uh, as far as that goes, uh, Matt, uh, uh, did you uh, have some history uh, to lay on us, or do you want me to be the one to depress everybody? I'll let I'll let you depress everyone. I just assume the only thing that happened on that day is we got a new episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> you know, you're not too far off. So there wasn't a ton going on in world news, uh, though I did find some interesting research got unveiled in the Detroit Free Press uh, at this time back in, you know, 91. New research was unveiled that revealed that if women drink alcohol while they're breastfeeding, it'll appear in small traces in their milk. And research showed babies would typically not consume as much. They'd have less sleep during rest periods. And why did it take until 1991 for everyone to realize, oh, wow, yeah, maybe breastfeeding mothers should not be drinking alcohol heavily? Um, I can as long as it's spaced by two hours, you're fine. <laughs> I can tell you why it took till 1991. Have you seen the latest episode of Last Week Tonight? Uh, yeah, I don't oh, think I have. Yeah, it it I is have. about discrimination in the medical field and oh. how women's studies are oh, not typically yeah. done on women, they're done on men. Yep. <laughs> that's why it took so long, <laughs> because the right. system is broken. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I, I was reading that and I was just like, I, I meant to click on the, the you know, 
October 3rd from 1991, not 1951. Like, why did we not think that alcohol had said some impact? I mean, clearly not after a certain amount of hours as yeah. you, you know, it's it's much like in your, you know, alcohol in your bloodstream. It'll metabolize and leave eventually. You know, it's not going to be there forever. But it just strikes me that, like, maybe you shouldn't be tipsy while you're breastfeeding. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's how we were all raised and we are here. Yeah, we well, are here. We were all breastfed hmm. before 1991. So, I mean, what does that say? <laughs> you guys are dumb idiots. I wasn't breastfed. My mother didn't love me enough. Anyway. <laughs> this got dark very fast. It always does with Craig. Every That's time. true. Let's go ahead and jump on into uh, the episode, though, guys. So, we have at the start, Homer is using a weed whacker, <laughs> which has property of Ned Flanders on it. <laughs> And his actual push lawnmower that he's used previously in the episodes is, like, shattered. Like, what did he do to this thing to break this? Have you seen him build a barbecue? So, uh, I can tell fair. you what would break a push mower like that, because I've actually done it before as a child. Because, as I said, on Dead Putting Society, when uh -huh. he had that, I used a push mower growing up. Yeah, yeah. Because my grandfather had a push mower, and I had sure. to do it hitting a rock. Oh, that one, messes him up. One rock will totally knock all those blades out and mess it up. So if there's a big rock and you're not paying attention, that does boom. sound like a thing Homer would do. Yep. <laughs> it also seems like something in the Simpsons yard, as we have seen that they have boulders in their yard just sitting around. I loved I loved that scene though, where you know he's he has the the weed whacker uh -huh. out, and I don't know, maybe you were about to get to the part where Ned shows up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, his explaining that you know it's just supposed to be for the edge, and Homer's like, I'm almost done, and he's got like this tiny corner of the yard done. I was a little worried with this episode because I'm like, it is kind of a downer episode for a long ways. I'm like, are there enough funny moments? We got to that and I'm like, never mind, we're good. Oh yeah, absolutely. The, by the by, now in the third season, The Simpsons is is running mostly on comedy. Like, there's some some heavier episodes. There's some depressing stuff. There's some dark stuff. But yeah, we have a lot of comedy here, you know. And I love Dan Castellaneta's delivery when he's like, I'm almost <laughs> done. He just sounds so indignant. So I'm kind of weirded out by this scene. I feel like yeah. this is the moment where Homer would make Bart go out there and do it. Maybe Bart was chopping wood in the backyard or something. <laughs> uh, so, you know, Ned Flanders turns the other cheek. Homer, like, just, like, you know, gives him nothing but grief and attitude. But Flanders invites him to a barbecue. And, you know, so it cuts to inside and they're in the kitchen. So before we cut to inside. Uh, yeah. Flanders hands him a note to the barbecue. Yeah. Did you guys look at the background animation at all? Uh, no. no, I think I missed okay. that. So next time you watch this, go back and look at the background animation. Mm -hmm. A house across the street uh -huh. looks exactly like the Simpsons house, but better. <laughs> <laughs> like it is the Simpsons house. It's got a nice basketball rim on there. It just looks like a better version. The same paint, the same windows. You know, that might have been done on purpose for a reference later in the episode we'll get to. It could be. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Uh, so, inside, Homer is just flipping out. He doesn't care that Flanders is, like, the nicest guy in the world. He thinks he's, he's a, a jerk. jerk. Yeah, he's a jerk. <laughs> and it's like, I, I mean, I get that you're, there's always going to be people you don't like. I mean, I, I have definitely met people who, you know, everyone else loves, and I just think to myself, like, yeah, you, everyone loves you, and you're not a bad guy, but there's something about you yeah. I just don't like that much. It's and because I, everyone likes them. And and Maybe. I think it's because you can't figure out why. And I think that's Homer's problem <laughs> is why does everyone like this guy? Because, I mean, if you think about it, yeah, Ned Flanders is nice, but there's nothing else really remarkable about him. So it's weird that all these people are kind of drawn to him. And I so mean, I think Homer's like, what gives? Like, I could be this guy. I, I'm not, but I could be. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it must be something like that because, I mean, Homer doesn't have a reason to hate Ned Flanders aside yeah. from the fact that he's just altruistically like amazing and like this great person. Flanders is also kind of perfect though. I mean, we've seen him without his shirt and he's got a sexy body. <laughs> Stupid sexy Flanders. Flanders can sing like an angel as Bart has pointed out. Uh-huh. Yeah, we see that later. He's altruistic as can be. He goes out to the soup kitchen. Mhm. Mm so Flanders is kind of like the perfect guy. I guess I mean, it's it's funny though because you would think that you shouldn't dislike perfection, but I guess you you I mean everyone has some flaws and eventually we'll find Flanders flaws in the series, but not really in this episode. It's kind of like when you park next to somebody who's got a nicer car than you and they're <laughs> slightly parked wrong and you're like, "Wow, that guy's an asshole." <laughs> 
yeah, that's probably true. I uh, I love it the the conclusion of the scene though is is Homer's like you know freaking out and just giving nothing but like back talk even to Marge about Flanders. I love that Marge and Lisa share a moment and they both stare at each other and they're both like. <laughs> and I love the fact that even though Lisa is only what eight years old, she has that connection with her mother already over her father's antics. I uh, so the barbecue you know is the next day right and. Marge comes up with maybe the worst lie ever. Oh, yeah. Important work at the plant. (laughs) He's next door. All Flanders has to do is look to his left occasionally, and he'll probably see Homer at some point. How is that important work? Like, at least just be like, you know what? Homer's not feeling great. Maybe he'll swing by later. Yeah. Marge has my mother's problem. Here's the thing about it, though. Marge says that to Flanders. Flanders is too nice to question it. Oh, no, he's not going to question it. And, and he doesn't think twice about the fact that Homer appears. But Marge has my mother's issue in that it's that she can't lie to save her life. My mother hates lying. She can't tell a lie. How and, did she give birth to you? Yeah. Uh, she actually... Craig uh, actually absorbed all the lies. <laughs> all the evil was just put into me, and then I was released onto the world. She she made this like pact with the devil. It's really confusing and weird. I don't like to get into it. That seems like that could be its own show. Yeah, basically. But yeah, I, I feel like, you know, Marge is just, she can't lie. I mean, even in the, the episode where, you know, she could have won a million dollars, she just had to come out with the truth and, you know. She ruined it all. She <laughs> ruined everything. And, and you know, Homer wanted to leave her after that, but that's another story. Or in this case, uh-huh. did Marge know that Flanders wouldn't be able to call her out on the lie, so she just didn't even bother? That could be. She was secretly way more diabolical than we gave her credit for. I, I feel like... <laughs> probably not. Yeah, She's probably I, just terrible. If she could have got a million dollars out of being diabolical, she probably would have. That or oh, she, that one, yes. Yeah, so so either she... But you know what? Hmm. She gets greedy from time to time, so she can be uh. diabolical. Look at when they want to auction off the bear to Burns. <laughs> Why can't I be greedy once in a while? But you know what? She was doing that to fit in. She wasn't doing that because she really wanted to. She just wanted to be like everyone else for just a brief <laughs> glimmer of a moment. Uh, but so, you know... Homer is lying on the couch, his family's next door eating, and Homer's like, oh, if, if they came home and I was dead because, you know, I didn't eat anything, well, they'd be sorry and I'd be laughing from beyond the grave. <laughs> He's like, and it's just like, Homer, just go next door and eat. Like, come on, man. And so I, oh, uh, that's another thing that I thought was interesting. So Homer's watching TV. And did you guys catch what he's watching? The Canadian football draft. Yeah, so... <laughs> Did you know that's real? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Canadian Football League is totally real. I had no idea it was a thing. So I was like, is the CFL real? And I Googled it, and I was like, it's real? And I was like, okay, Saskatchewan can't be the Rough Riders, right? (laughs) No, they absolutely are. It is the Saskatchewan? Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. My apologies to every Canadian who (laughs) listens to this and is just utterly, horribly offended that I can't pronounce anything in your country right. Uh, the Rough Riders. They're, they're, it's a real We're always team. offended with you, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, you maple syrup swilling moose jockey. I don't have to apologize to you. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> so, so, uh, you know, I, I had no idea it was real. Uh, so, you know, they're barbecuing next door, which really they're not actually barbecuing. They're grilling. You know, it's yep. barbecue is, you know. Uh, lower heat, you know, uh, uh, what is it, circumvented heat. You know, they're just grilling, but, well, whatever. I'm not going to judge them harshly because I know a little bit about food or anything like that. And uh, But everyone calls a cookout a barbecue. It's true. And they're all wrong and stupid and I hate them. Yeah. That's actually how we know that they are in the Midwest because barbecue is a Midwest thing What's where that? it's a cookout in other parts of the country because the other parts of the country have standards. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, wait, that definitely supports the whole Michigan theory. Oh my God. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm standing by the Michigan theory. <laughs> They're just in uh, Michigan somewhere. But then why were they leaving the state? Who hasn't tried to get out of here? All right, that's fair. I, I mean, you know, I, I wasn't going to say it. Maybe they're from the UP. Didn't we determine that? Like, oh, they had to yeah. go through the yeah. UP? <laughs> yeah, they had to go through. But then that would be, ah, whatever. So, uh, 
you know, they they come. Uh, Homer ends up breaking down and, and coming next door. Flanders is excited. Homer's just like, yeah, 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 whatever. There's like a turkey at the table. I don't normally see cookouts, barbecues, grill sessions, whatever, with like a turkey. No, that would take forever. Yeah. I mean, maybe deep fried, but like he doesn't have a deep fryer station <laughs> gr- set up. He grilled a whole turkey. <laughs> oh, God. That would take a million years and probably not turn out very good. Uh, maybe, depending on like if you butterfly. Anyway, I... Uh, Maybe he deep fried it in the garage. That's the worst place to deep fry it. I was also like, you know what? Maude probably baked that turkey. And I mean, it looks like a baked turkey. Yeah, it does look like a baked turkey. Uh, but whatever. So the uh, there's a few people that I caught in the, the crowd of Flanders Barbecue that I thought were interesting. I remember one. Is Martin's parents the one yep. you want to point out? Because yep. that's the that one that stands it. out to me. Mr. and Mrs. Prince, they're there. Uh, there's two other families. So the... Well, there's two. There's another family, and then there's a person that I thought was interesting. The perfect family from No Disgrace Like Home, they're in the the group. Uh, so it's one of Homer's coworkers, which is kind of interesting. Why do you they always like, remind me of that episode? <laughs> why? <laughs> they just like Ned better than Homer. That's why Homer doesn't like Ned, because all his coworkers <laughs> like him better. That's probably the case. Although, if we were to look at the Simpsons canon, mm-hmm. they're the perfect family, right? Uh, well, then we later saw them in Dr. Marvin Monroe's office, implying that they weren't the perfect family. But what if they are the perfect family, and the, he met Flanders through doing community work? Oh, that could be. And they became friends. That could be. Uh, there's somebody else here from the same episode. Do you remember in No Disgrace Like Home when they're peeking in through the window of the guy's house and he's and like the kid's like, Dad, did you hear something? He's like, better get, get the, the gun. gun. <laughs> that guy is in the crowd. So Okay, how did he get there? Well, he is one of their neighbors. Yeah, they walked mm. to his house. I mean, yeah, they just walked around and saw it, you know, so so they couldn't be that far from them. So it must be like, maybe it's somebody on the opposite side of the Flanders. Okay, all right, I'll never, buy that. Yeah, we, we've never really seen beyond the Flanders house, really. Uh, but Homer grabs seven burgers on a plate and a five beers. Man, I had three hot dogs and I'm ready for death. <laughs> like... <laughs> I have done this before. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say. <laughs> not, not the seven burgers, but I have gone in and grabbed like five beers at once and been like, well, I'll be back when I'm more fun, people. Let me just get a little of this in me. No, I'm not going to say that I've never eaten seven hamburgers because we all know that's a lie. <laughs> and yes, I hate myself before anyone at home listening is asking. But all at once? Like that's just that's ridiculous, right? It's gonna get cold. That would be that's my biggest issue with this. I will throw everything else out the window. The fact that that seventh burger is gonna be ice freaking cold. Unless is that where burger is in the very middle and it's underneath all the other ones, keeping it warm. It'll be the warm one at the end. And then the beer's getting uh, uh, warm. So the, the 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 temperatures are just like hitting the middle, okay. and it's nothing. It's not good for anybody. Depends on how quick you drink that beer. Okay, that's fair. And Homer's probably Homer's, drink it yeah. quick. Yeah, I may have alcoholic tendencies, which <laughs> you don't say. I yeah. Little advice for anyone who wants to go to a party and get more drinks. Uh-huh. If you're ever at a wedding, yeah, and they have an open bar, uh huh. You go up with a list of drinks that you want. You have it written out or on your phone, and you read them off like you're getting them for the table. And really, you just come back with like four or five drinks for yourself. Now that's slick. It's it's. A, a sign of a horrible problem. <laughs> this is going to become an intervention show for Sean. Uh, but- Duff- Duffless will be my intervention <laughs> show. <laughs> God, that's not soon enough. Sean might be gone before then. Uh, so, you know, Flanders, you know, says that he's, you know, going to, you know, use this barbecue for like ulterior motives, sinister yeah. motives, <laughs> which is indeed the the uh, Latin word for left-handed and close. Uh, well, yeah, it's sinistra is the Latin word. Yeah, it's a variation of it, pulled from it or whatever. So Flanders, though, is, you know, going to start a new business. And everyone's kind of excited for him. He was what, in like the pharmacy business? Pharmaceuticals, yeah. Pharmaceuticals. I have such an issue with this scene. Yeah, because you used to work in pharmaceuticals, didn't you? Well, not just that. I mean, yeah, there there was that. (laughs) But no, so like in the the, going with the whole episode is the idea that Flanders fails and it kind of falls to Homer. There were all those other people at the barbecue. Why did no one help him? Like, why are they not horrible people? They were all like, oh, yeah, Ned, that's a great idea. Like, we support you. And then, like, you guys didn't do anything. That's true. Maybe that's why 
Homer and Flanders actually get along because Flanders respects that from Homer, that he's so yeah. honest to him about everything. <laughs> I mean, you're a terrible person, but you're honest about it. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, you know, Flanders at the end of his announcement goes to Homer and he's like, Homer, like, what do you think? And Homer's like, ah, it's a stupid idea. That is a horribly cruel thing. And but Flanders, whether out of out of his, his sort of like naive, you know, sort of good hearted nature, he looks at that as, oh, that's Homer telling me I shouldn't be taking a risk when my family's involved in stuff. And that's how Flanders operates. And he says, no, 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 Homer. He's like, I got this. It's going to be a lot of hard work, but this will be fine. And, uh, you know, Maud comes up with the, the wishbone, you know, from that turkey or chicken or whatever it was. And, uh, you know, she she's like, oh, why don't you boys make a wish? And Homer, as indignant oh as always, is just like, nah, that's stupid. And, and you know, Flanders like, come on, come on, make a wish, make a wish. You know, and he goads him into it. President Homer wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, so he goes through this, all these imaginings. And I love that it's like he thinks of Flanders as poor. And he's like, okay, that's good. And then Flanders' business failing. He's like, yeah, that's good. And then he imagines Flanders dead. And he's like, eh, too far. Yeah. And then he goes back and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he wishes that Flanders is going to fail. And so he pops the wishbone, gets more chicken bone, and he laughs so maniacally. I don't think Homer or Dan Castellaneta's Homer has ever laughed this maniacally since or ever. Like, is this the most diabolical laughter from Homer Simpson? He's I haven't just done the legwork, so, but yes. He's so mean-hearted about it. I can think of one scene where his laughter is just as mean, uh-huh. and it's coming up in an episode this season. Oh, really? Yeah. It's um, when Homer has his imagination of winning the lottery. I see. I thought about that one. <laughs> I don't know if Gold Homer is as maniacal as this. I think this, because you have like the food coming out of his <laughs> mouth and like the sinister, I would put this one just like slightly above. Yeah, I mean, he he's definitely like, you know, <laughs> reigning over as a god king in his imagination <laughs> as he's as he's made of gold. And it's definitely maniacal, but man, there's something real mean-spirited to the point where like Maud is taken aback and Flanders has to kind of like pull her away from the train wreck that is Homer's laughter. And then Homer starts choking to death and and Flanders yeah. saves his life. You know what? This was probably more like me Meaner laughter. Gold Homer was probably like more maniacal. I, I, I can, can see, see that. that. Yeah. I can see that. So, so, so in this, for the record, this is what we know of two times Flanders has saved Homer's life <laughs> from the fire later in the series, and then this time when he stops him from choking to death. Yeah, well, at least twice. Yep. I I don't know that many friends have saved my life. Like I I love my friends, and you know they they've done great things for me. But like it's not often a friend saves your life, and your neighbor that you're hating on and wishing that he fails saves your life twice. I don't know. I wish that you fail all the time and you save my life. All right. Yeah, that's on that trip to Rosemont, where nothing happened. So this room got super <laughs> awkward. So. <laughs> While we're on the whole Latin for Sinistra and left-handedness, uh-huh. this is the first TV show I can think of where they really made left-handedness a focus. Can you guys think of anything else? Um, left-handedness was a focus, man. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it seems like it's such a common thing, people being left-handed. I mean, it's not that, you know, I mean, most people are right-handed. 10 to, a majority. 15, 10 to 15% of the public are left-handed. But that's a lot of people, you know, of the billions on the planet, 10 to 15%. Yeah, 10 to 15% doesn't sound like much, but when you put it in the perspective of the world population, it's a whole hell, a hell of a lot of people. So I got a whole list of left-handed pop culture people for you guys. Oh, okay. Let's see Lay if any of these jump out at you. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, a large cast of The Simpsons, because Matt Groening himself is left-handed. Okay. In Final Fantasy VII, we have two characters who are left-handed. Can you guys name them? Oh. I, man. I don't know. I, can you give us a hint? One game? was not born a left-handed. I was going to say, Barrett was the first one that came to <laughs> mind. Barrett, Barrett is left-handed. Uh, and I'm like, man, I don't know if that was by choice. Um, and this one is by choice, because this is a common Final Fantasy thread. Oh, uh, yeah? Think Sinister for a second. Sinister. Oh, is it Sephiroth? Sephiroth is left-handed. Almost every Final Fantasy villain is left-handed. Oh, those cursed <laughs> Southpaws. Uh, uh, Link from the Legend of Zelda is left-handed. Yeah, of course, yeah. Except for uh, in Twilight Princess. Yes. <laughs> Twilight Princess and Breath of the Wild. You're right-handed in Breath of the Wild as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that about that. <laughs> uh, Videl like from Dragon Ball Z is left-handed. Wait, really? Yes. Yeah. Really? Hmm. 
Arya Stark from uh, Game of Thrones is left-handed. Huh. Any any others? Chucky from the Rugrats. <laughs> okay. And of course, every time he's shown in almost any medium in Constantine in his own show, anytime someone puts Lucifer out there, he's always left-handed. I wonder why. Hmm. I hmm. uh, man, the Christians just really hating on those left-handed people. I uh, now are either you guys left-handed? I am not. I'm going to tell you I'm right-handed. Okay. Mm. You're a good person. <laughs> I sure am. Maybe. The nuns beat it out of you. <laughs> you were left-handed. And they said, no. Uh, I was. Uh, so, you know, uh, it comes back from commercial, though, you know, after this. And, you know, Bart's watching TV, itchy and scratchy. And, you know, uh, Marge starts to get a little concerned. You know, he's looking a little on the chubby side. And Homer says that TV gives so much and asks for so little, it says that it's the boy's best friend. He's not wrong. TV's everyone's best friend. It's hard to argue with the TV. Now, a commercial plays for uh, Akira's karate school. Now, there's a couple of uh, uh, people that are actually of note in the commercial. The first up is the uh, uh, laser, uh, what was it, the tattoo removal surgeon from uh, the very first episode is one of the people that is, you know, a, a part of Akira's dojo. And there's another who is not yet in the show. The choreographer. He is the same choreographer from Lisa the Beauty Queen. Really? It is. It is. Uh. I actually, what I did is I stopped it and I was like, no way. And I, I brought up a screenshot and it is exactly the same. I did the same thing later in this episode to point some people out. <laughs> Also, it's it's horribly, horribly uh, stereotypical, and it's really, really prejudiced, and I apologize that I get a kick out of this, but the fact that like everyone goes, hi-ya, 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 and then goes the choreographer, and he's like, ha, there's just something about that where I lose my shit every time, and it's not right, it sh- it's not right in the least, and it's I feel horrible, but man, I just, there's something about the delivery of that line that I just, I it cracks me up. So I'm glad you brought up prejudice because I wanted to bring this up at some point in this episode. Uh-huh. Oh, and this is the perfect opportunity. Is it? This is the first time Akira is not voiced by George Takei. That is true. He's voiced by um, Hank Azaria. Mm-hmm. They realized Hank Azaria could pull off a decent George Takei voice and they wouldn't have to pay George Takei anymore. Who also does a poo. Uh-huh. And no one has a problem with him doing a <laughs> Japanese character's <laughs> voice. A very stereotypical Japanese character's voice, although based on an actual person's voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, are you, what, are you, what are you driving at here, I'm Sean? just driving at the point that somebody <laughs> should complain about that one, too. Yeah, probably. Because uh, he plays Akira very stereotypical. Man, we're going to have like no Simpsons characters left by the end of this. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, that is basically the Simpsons. It's just stereotype after stereotype. Uh, also, uh, the Akira's dojo is next to Shakespeare's fried chicken, which is referenced a couple times throughout the series. Okay, so I just thought of something else really <laughs> weird about this episode. I'm jumping all over the place, and I know that. Uh-huh. So, the barbecue. I got to get back to the barbecue for a second. Okay. Hey, Maude. Hand me the wishbone. Not that wishbone, the one from the bottom. Did this happen after that horrible event or before it? I I think this is bef- I think this is before that one. Cuz I can only imagine Maud would not have come to the dinner party or had Homer come there. She would have been like, "Oh, go away, Ned." He's going to stare at my chest. You know what though? I mean, it, it that makes sense. But here's the thing. The Flanders always turn the other cheek. They're always doing the right thing. So I don't know. They they might have invited him anyway. I think they I think they would have. Give but me I, that wishbone. <laughs> Not that one. The one from the bottom. Why must you always bring up that scene? Oh god, that is like my least favorite scene from the Simpsons history. Oh. I uh, so uh, Marge owes the TV an apology, and uh, uh, so Homer drops Bart off, you know, with this, uh, you know, Kira's dojo or whatever, and he swings by the Leftorium, you know, Homer or uh, uh, Ned Flanders, you know, left-handed shop, and 
uh, you know, Flanders isn't doing so well. He's not selling much. He's thinking that one of the security guards is going to buy, buy, yeah, something. Might buy something. Someone breaks something. Yeah, so he ends up being down on money. And uh, uh, what I never really fully got until I did a little bit of research was the validating the parking thing. Are you guys familiar with how that works? I don't really get it. And I, I am almost, familiar with that. I almost Sean, looked it up for the show. Yeah, feel free. <laughs> I, I have a description here, but if you're, if you're fairly familiar with it, go right ahead. So a lot of places you can go to, actually, you have to get your parking valid. Validated, otherwise, it costs you money. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what people are doing there. So they're going, okay, we were at Flanders Shop. Validate my parking so I don't have to pay money to leave. Yeah, what's, what I thought was interesting is apparently the way this system works at some malls and some places like this is that if oh, it's only if you buy something will they validate your parking. It's sort of like a, hey, you came into my shop and bought something. Here you go. That's why it's a big deal later in the episode when the guy's like, I don't have to buy anything and you'll validate this. And, and Flanders is like, oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, I uh, I believe Somerset Mall used to actually validate parking. Really? For uh, local malls around us. Yeah. For any of our listeners. I was going to say this is a mall in the kind of the Detroit area, uh, right? More to, closer to Detroit? Co- closer to... Um, I think it's gross point, isn't it? I don't. I don't even know. It's just somewhere it, in the the southern Michigan area, I, uh, and uh, you know, it cuts to Bart and he's in this dojo, and uh, he gets handed the Art of War by Sun Tzu, uh, which is a uh, ancient Chinese military uh, uh, book that dates back to the fifth century BCE. Which would you give to a ten uh, year old? I'm I'm feeling like that might be a little dense for them. You know, I didn't. I, I read the Art of War a long time ago, and I didn't feel like it was dense so much as just kind of. I mean, maybe a little dense. It was just kind of confusingly written. You know, it's it's you know, it, like they they've modernized it pretty well. You know, and translated it decently. But you know, it, it was okay. I I don't know about a ten year old though. Also, Akira's Japanese, and that's Chinese, and Japan and China haven't had the greatest relations. <laughs> I feel like this nope. is just kind of a little, oh, they're both Asian, throw it in there kind of thing. Probably. I feel like it's a little little racist. <laughs> hey, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I, I, would, I would argue that that's probably more racist than uh, Hank Azaria doing the voice of Akira. Oh, yeah, I was just bringing that up to point <laughs> out the whole scenario in general. We what all miss a, we anyway. miss a poo, and we need to work that out every <laughs> once in a while. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so Bart is like, you know, like, where are the nunchucks? You know, when are we going to, like, you know, like, you know, learn how to, like, you know, break ice with our heads? And Akira just keeps telling him, like, you know, you learn karate to never use it. It's self-defense, you know. Bart's like, I already know. know how to not use karate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he runs away, and he goes to the arcade, uh, which uh, the, the arcade in the mall is not Noiseland Arcade, which means that we now have another arcade adding to our list. There's the Mall Arcade, there's Noiseland Arcade, there's Merlin's Video Dungeon, and there's the Penny Arcade in Springfield. That's a lot of arcades in one town. They were a big thing for a while. Yeah, yeah they were I a mean, big thing. in the early 90s, arcades were still huge. This is like the renaissance of arcades right now, too, because Street Fighter had just come out in February. Yeah, that's true. I uh, Now... A few of the arcades in there, you know, we have Touch of Death. That's where Bart is going to learn this. <laughs> yeah, they'll learn this technique. There's a game called Nurse, but we also see our favorite arcade game, Robert Goulet Destroyer. I am so sad no one has ROM hacked <laughs> Streets of Rage for us yet. That's all I want: Streets of Rage with Robert Goulet and Robert Goulet's music. I would kill for that. I would murder are we sure that's not i'm um, i need to check some rom hacks <laughs> <laughs> like it's gotta exist right i mean you would hope i mean lee carvello's putting challenge exists as a rom hack <laughs> oh. <laughs> you've selected it's, no it's literally just golf for the nes just oh, with okay. a different title screen <laughs> that's funny that's all you need so at home uh you know uh homer is delighting in the fact that flanders isn't doing well and Lisa cuts him off and asks if he knows what uh, Schadenfreude is. And Homer's like, "No, Lisa, I don't know what Schadenfreude is, but I'd be glad to hear you tell me." And essentially, Schadenfreude is a pleasure derived from someone uh, from another person's uh, misfortune. We all learned something in this episode. And Homer's like, "No, no, no! I just like to see him fall on his butt every so often." Uh, what's the the opposite of that shameful joy thing? And she's like, "Sour grapes." <laughs> Like, Germans have a word for everything. <laughs> yeah. 
which sour grapes is uh, used to refer to an attitude in which someone uh, adopts a negative attitude to something because they cannot have it themselves. I personally get joy out of others' misery. Don't we all? Like, specifically, death, I think, is the one that gets me joy. It's a very weird thing where I find out, like, someone died and they were younger than me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm kicking. I'm, I'm doing good. I'm healthy. Yeah, life is good. You're moving up the high scoreboard is, is how, that, <laughs> yeah. how that's going. <laughs> like, it shouldn't be a good thing that I'm like, yeah, but I'm just like, yeah, I'm healthy. That person died and they were six years younger than me. Cool. I feel good. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I can run a mile. And then I don't. And then I go play video games. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. I so what got you to this point, though. That's true. After this episode, uh, for the record, so you guys know, you know how uh, Bart like folds in his middle fingers and his pinky and thumb hang out, and he goes, Wah! and he does that like weird noise. Uh, I tr- I would do that to my sister every so often and tell her it was the touch of death, and uh, she she didn't fall for it like Lisa did. I did it to my brother too. <laughs> it's now. Did you do that to your younger brother? I feel like I had to have. Wah! <laughs> Like, if nothing else is one off as for a joke. Absolutely. You you had to. It was like an older sibling rite of passage. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So I uh, you know, we, we cut back to the the mall and Bart is, you know, like slacking off and he realizes it's time for, you know, the karate lesson to be over, and he books it through the, the mall. Now, in a previous episode you uh, guys might remember I had uh, mentioned that there is in, what was it, in the episode Stark Raving Dad, you had uh, uh, this scene and it was a collage of people on the phone. And I mentioned that it was, you know, just all, you know, from, from you know, previous scenes, just recycled footage. But there was a shot in the middle of a guy on a payphone. And for the life of me, I could not think of where it came from. It comes from this episode because as Bart's running by, that guy's in the background. I am so glad you pointed that out because I noticed that and I was like, oh, I'm going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that and I was like, son of a bitch, that's where it is. Also, uh, this is one of the few times we see the ending theme to Itchy and Scratchy. Yeah, we don't see yeah. it very often. I always felt like it was because they were too they didn't want to have to make another episode, <laughs> so they just showed you like, oh, he was watching cartoons. Yeah. I uh, now, you know, as as Bart's getting picked up, I uh, you know, they, they go to uh the Leftorium again and, and Homer's gonna rub it in again. You know, he's like, Ah, yeah, this is great. And this is the first appearance of the sarcastic guy. The actual sarcastic yeah, guy? The actual, the, the the guy who, like, angrily punches the hippie later in the series and uh, tells Marge that his kids aren't stupid enough to want a wishbone necklace. Uh, he, he asks uh, for Flanders if he's the guy who does the, uh, uh, validates the parking for free, and Flanders is like, oh, yeah, I am. And he's just like, yeah, just validate the parking. And he's like, okay. And left Homer- is rain. <laughs> left is rain. <laughs> so... Uh, Homer's at the bar later, and you know he's just so happy that Flanders is miserable. And you know Moe's trying to pop open a, a bottle of wine, and you know he can't get the cork out, and you know because he's left-handed, and so he's like, you know, oh, what's that uh, neighbor of your cell? And Homer's like, I don't know. <laughs> he like thinks about it for half a second. Yeah, he he's almost he, gonna like- say it. Which I think is where he crosses into like evil villain territory here because it wasn't like he forgot, you know, like oh, I yeah. feel like that's the kind of thing that would happen to me. Like I would just like absentmindedly forget about this. Oh, sure. But like he actually was like, oh, he sell. Oh, actually, never mind. <laughs> yeah, he cuts himself off and Homer's not going to do it. He's not going to say anything. Is there a difference between right handed and left handed corkscrews? I don't think there on is. The, I was going to ask. Old fashioned corkscrews. <laughs> The screw top ones? Like, is there a difference? Because they're just a hunk of wood with a screw in it. There is a very important difference. One is the superior version and one is the inferior <laughs> version. Then <laughs> so, which is which? The world will never know. No, we won't. Uh, so, you know, Bart uses the touch of death to threaten Lisa into, like, changing the TV for it. For it. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> okay, okay. And, like, she, she's really scared of the touch of death. Uh, meanwhile, Homer is trying to find a candy bar in the machine, and it's only apples that are like cycling through. Which I've never seen a machine like this, where you hit the button and it like spins on a dial. They, I have seen those. Yeah, really. They, they used to have them at um, truck stops and like rest stops. Okay, 
Weird. Yeah, I, I've never seen a, a like even when I was a kid, I remember the standard style now where you just hit the button and it pushes forward. Also, uh, we're gonna add another notch to Sean's weird food hating list. Apple suck. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> a Fuji apple you think sucks. Hell yes. I don't like you, Sean. <laughs> Especially if I came into a vending machine and it was full of apples. Okay, I would, I would never so eat. Mad. I would never eat a vending machine apple. Okay, yeah, that is true. <laughs> I would not eat an apple out of a vending machine. That just seems really weird and unwholesome. I've uh, eaten. Matt, what about you? Uh, you like apples? I'm an. I'm sorry, Sean. I'm. I'm an apple person. Yeah, apples. I mean, not not that apple, food apple. <laughs> right, right, right. You're such a weirdo, Sean. I don't like fruit. I don't really I, you like know much what? fruit. I will back you up on like ninety percent of that. <laughs> I like. I feel like fruit is not consistent. No, fruit from, is very weird, and it's some are really good, some are really meh. They all have weird textures to them. No vegetables. Vegetables is where it at. Eat your damn vegetables. <laughs> There's something wrong with you. But apples. Apples in a vending machine. Apples in a vending machine is unforgivable. I mean, yeah, in a vending machine, that's weird for sure. I mean, even if it was a standard style vending machine, I wouldn't do it. That's just bizarre. Oh, that would be even worse because you'd have it like the coil sticking through it. And it'd <laughs> have to like. Through. Oh, my oh. apple. Hooray, applesauce. Just what I wanted. So, you know, Homer. Applesauce, I could see in a vending machine. I. I, I but, like, it would only be because of the coils, not because it was actually in a packet. <laughs> it wasn't intended to be applesauce. Yeah, exactly. no, no, but I'm saying, could, I, I could see applesauce in a vending machine. Yeah, like those weird little, like, like uh, uh, plastic, like, Capri Suns that have the, the cap on yeah, them and like you suck that. them out. Yeah, I, I've had those before. They're not bad. I could see that in a vending machine. I, I'm just maybe. still maybe mad at apples because McDonald's replaced fries and Happy Meals with apples. Only by choice. It's not like they're like, hey, kid, you need to eat these apples. And they're like, but I'm allergic. And they're like, no, kid, eat these apples. Have you seen how small they made the fries for kids nowadays? You get like four fries in that box, and that's it. Maybe don't order Happy Meals, Sean. Did Maybe. I want the toy. toy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Screw you, <both. laughs> So... Anywho, Homer goes to the the you know boss's office. He's gonna file a complaint. He's like, no more apples in vending machine, please. Puts it in, and Smithers catches him. And like, Burns of course doesn't remember who the hell Homer is. He never does. Burns has a cat in his lap, a la Blofeld from uh, James Bond series. You know, the white cat in the lap. Uh, so I wanted to point this out. Mm -hmm. So I thought Burns hated animals. And I was surprised that he had a cat. So I backed up and I went to two cars in every garage, three eyes in every fish. Uh -huh. So he gets tackled by the dog. Yep. And he's angry at first, but then he fakes it for the, the media. Mm -hmm. He gets tackled by Snowball 2 and he immediately starts kissing the cat. He likes cats. Burns is a cat person. Watch that scene because he doesn't have anger in his face at all. He's like, oh, the cat's here. I love this cat. Cats are, I was going to say, Burns has proven that cats are better than dogs, but really it just... It kinda, may actually make it worse. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Act, you know, huh? uh, so, you know, Burns, like, rips apart Homer and just gets real petty with him. He's like, oh, we won't want your precious apples to be removed <laughs> from the, the machine. I, I never understood that scene. Like, I'm, did he not understand the note? Like, what... <laughs> It's about the, it's that shameful joy thing, the delight in the misery of others. <laughs> I love the way Burns delivers that line, too. <laughs> Don't worry, there'll be more apples in the vending machine. And Homer, who's oblivious, is just like, but that's the thing I was complaining about. <laughs> and as, you know, uh, Homer's walking out of the office, uh, Burns, like, throws the cat, uh, the can opener for the cat food, you know, aside, and he's like, ah, he's like, you know, this is nonsense. He's like, I can't get into this thing. And Homer stops, and he imagines Flanders. And Flanders is like, come on, Homer, like, help me out. And in his imagination, or his imagination speaks to him, and then Homer responds in real life and says, sorry, Flanders, and just walks off. That's weird, right? Well, <laughs> it's a little weird. You would think that your work would make you have doing a psychic valuation after that. Well, they already well, did make him take one, and he's that's true. not insane. He passed that. Yeah, he, he just has to bring that certificate in every so often, or maybe he hung it up at work. Yeah, you know, actually, maybe that's why they got that episode out of the way so early, so that way when you're like, man, he did some crazy stuff at work, writers can be like, man, but he got his psych evaluation. He's good. <laughs> he's sane. So, uh, you know, 
Homer gets home and Flanders is like selling stuff and Homer just takes him for a ride. He's just like, oh, well, I'll give you $20 for the barbecue. And Flanders is like, but I paid $300 just like like last year or whatever. And he's like, oh, he's like, all right, never mind. And Flanders is like, all right, Homer, you win. And he's like, oh, but now I don't want that. Maybe throw in all this extra stuff. And it cuts to the backyard of the Simpsons house and Bart and Homer together are just like delighting in his misery, just loving it. They have like the whole couch set and they have his uh, glasses. His glasses. On. I was so confused by that. I'm like, but can Ned not see anymore? <laughs> like his glasses, his China hutch, uh-huh. which became uh, Bart's. Bart's. Yeah, yeah. I, which oh man, yeah. It's it's ridiculous. It's so like Marge is kind of concerned. She's like, man, you know, Flanders isn't doing good. And Lisa gets mad, of course, that Bart is just sort of like riling his dad up and not doing anything about it. And then there's a knock at the door and Chuck Ellis, I believe his name is, if I'm not mistaken, says, you know, do you feel good about like owing us money? And and Homer's like, but there's so many bills. And he's like, listen here, Mr. Flanders. He's like, what? Ned Flanders, he's next door. And, And Homer starts to show some concern. This is about the first moment where he's like, do you mean... Flanders is behind on his bills and the guy you know is having a hard time writing in his ledger and he's like ah lousy left-handed ledgers and Homer actually is about to stop him and say like you know hey you know there's a store for that and the guy's like oh you're Homer Simpson he's like I see you on Thursday (laughs) okay so going to the left-handed ledger thing Uh uh-huh do you guys know anyone personally who's left-handed that you spend a lot of time with not a uh, not that I can I mean my brother's left-handed but most left-handed people <laughs> who write uh-huh. things down like that just take a notebook and flip it upside down. Oh yeah, that so it's the sense. opposite way. That makes sense. My stepdad is left-handed, and that's what he does. He just flips it upside down so he can write all the way from one end to the other. Hmm, yeah, that makes pretty decent. It makes sense. too much sense. <laughs> kind of like a corkscrew shouldn't be one-handed. Superior and inferior. I, <laughs> uh, and so you know the this this you know like bill collector which. Pill collectors are really rotten. Like, have you guys had family or 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 known people at work who've owed money? I know you have, Sean. I oh, have, yeah. yeah. I, the like they'll call you at work, they'll talk to coworkers, they don't care. They'll shame you to everybody to get their money. When we worked in a grocery store together, we had somebody who mm-hmm. she was behind on her bills and we kept getting calls about it. Yep. We it's actually awkward. Uh, we had a bill that we were behind that we didn't know about because it was supposed to be automatic withdrawal. Oh. And they didn't, they weren't sending us a bill. Uh oh. Um, and we got no calls. The only thing we got was someone like coming to repossess our car one morning and we're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, thankfully that guy was not like, <laughs> you know, not like uh, this guy in The Simpsons. Yeah, but, didn't decide to shame you. Yeah, but. Man. Man, it's, uh, it's funny because you hear about that, like all these calls and stuff, and it's like, man, I would have loved a freaking phone call to know something <laughs> was wrong. Like, uh, So Homer drops Bart off again at the karate school, and Bart, of course, is going to run off and do his own thing or whatever, and he goes to the leftorium and sees that it's shutting down. And Homer seems genuinely shocked. I thought it was a nice touch that it looked exactly like it did in his wish, like, yes. dream bubble. Uh-huh. And, yeah, so, like, Homer is, is I mean, it's genuine shock. He's, like, he's kind of upset that Flanders is failing at this point. You know, he, he was getting so much joy and just getting such a kick out of it before, but not so much any, uh, anymore. So how dumb are Spring- Springfield citizens? Very. So... We find out that an overwhelming majority of them are left-handed. Way too many. And how does no one notice this store in the mall? Now, I do have a theory about that, which we'll get to in No time. one can read? <laughs> well, there is that, too. Uh, but we'll get to my theory. We'll okay, get to my we'll theory. get to your theory. So, you know, I it cuts to the schoolyard, and Jimbo... Kearney and Dolph are picking on Lisa. It's also super gross that Dolph blows into the saxophone. Like, that's gross, right? Oh, yeah, that would be... Yeah, that's no good for Dolph or Lisa. (laughs) Right? (laughs) No one made out in that deal. So, the spit valve. Release (laughs) the spit valve. Over the sink. (laughs) So, so you have, you know, Lisa getting picked on. She starts to cry. and, And to Bart's credit, as much as he's been picking on Lisa, he does walk up to her and he's like, Lisa, what's wrong? 
And Lisa immediately hypes up Bart, says, you know, to give him the touch of death. And, you know, you Jimbo, Dolphin, Kearney aren't falling for this. They're like, yeah, Bart, give us the touch of death, Bart. And they beat the tar out of him, string him up from the basketball hoop. And Lisa says, which is funny because she'll later contradict herself in the series, says, it's funny how two wrongs sometimes make a right. Yep. So... Would this have been funnier if Bart would have known the touch of death and killed one of the kids right then and there? Uh, no, way more hilarious. It, I mean, <laughs> that part would have been funny, but I do think it was funny to watch Bart like kind of get what was coming to him. He absolutely does. He's been picking on Lisa the whole episode. He's not been going to karate class. It, it, it was time for his comeuppance. So here's my weird Simpsons question. Mm-hmm. When did Nelson become part of this gang? Because it oh. seems like in early episodes, Nelson is not part of the, those guys' gang. It feels he's like got it, his own goons. Yeah, it feels like he's part of the gang, then not part of the gang. Like, really, almost throughout the whole series. It, you know, at some point, it, he does seem to be more of a staple. But even then, like, he seems to always be the bully that, like, moves away from the rest of the group. Yeah, yeah, they, they always stay a trio, but... Nelson jumps in and yeah, out. Yeah, he does. Huh. Yeah, we'll have to pay attention as we go through the series, because I'd like to see the moment when they start hanging out together. Because uh, Nelson's still got his goons, because they'll show up in um, Bart the Lover, I believe. Yeah, I think when they're in Lisa's class? I think so. I think. Maybe. I, I might be wrong about that. Uh, so, we have the scene transitions, and it's dark out, and Homer gets home, and... Well, actually, he's going to Flanders' house. He's actually going to give him the stuff back. He feels really bad. Well, at least the grill. There's no evidence that he's going to give <laughs> yes. the other stuff back. <laughs> That's true. He is at least giving the grill back. And let's face it. I think if, if Homer's going to give the grill back, he's probably giving everything back. I can't at imagine. At that point, probably. I can't imagine Bart is throwing a hissy fit over his china hutch. Not at that point. No, he's still <laughs> hanging upside down from the uh, yes. basketball hoop. And uh, now the the house has been seized, which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to level with you two. This This is bullshit. Oh, it's total bullshit. I understand that it's total bullshit. So I worked in the mortgage business for for quite a few years, and it takes an immeasurably long amount of time to seize a house. Like, you cannot pay your house bill for months. And don't be wrong, that's not good. Your credit is being utterly, utterly demolished. But the thing is, is your house is still there. Like, they can't take your house that easy. Nope. And I had kind of had issues... Throughout the whole thing, because I'm like, your store is, if your store was only well stocked enough to like go a week without selling anything and you're out of business, like, you probably didn't plan this out very well. That or this episode takes place over the course of months and months, but that like, that is possible. It I didn't don't see, seem like yeah, that. I don't see that happening though. Also, even if they tell you you're evicted from your house, you still have a period of time where you can still be in your house till you can leave it. Yes, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're not sleeping in your car and you've not already crocheted a thing that says <laughs> I, car oh, sweet home. I saw that and I'm like, okay, think about this. Either she crocheted that on the spot that fast or they went out and bought one or they just happened to have one on hand in the event that they had ever were going to have to live in their car. Yeah, it's it's pretty, pretty ridiculous. So we have, uh, you know, Flanders says that he's going to stay with his sister in Capital City. Uh, which we know which that is, we mentioned earlier, two episodes ago, we thought Flanders was from Capital City because he went to Calmwood. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. And uh, to top it off, we know that his parents lived in a big city. And so he must have had a sister as well that we don't know about. Uh, now, Flanders says that even the good book can't help him anymore. <laughs> and when Homer asks why, he starts to sob and he says he sold it to Homer for seven cents. And Homer, you can see throughout the scene, Feels real, real crummy. Like when when he gets called Uncle Homer, he winces. He just looks really upset the whole time. And I love Flanders' delivery. And I sold it to you for seven cents. <laughs> oh. And Homer starts kind of like, you know, like crying with Flanders. And he's like, you know, it's my fault. And and Flanders is like, no, 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 you tried to warn me. And Flanders is crying. And it's it's hard not to consider them buddies when they're crying over, like, the fact that he's he's had his life ruined, you know. And so, you know, Homer asks about the store. He's like, how, like, do you still have the store? And Flanders is like, well, yeah, for, like, two days. And then it becomes the Libertarian Party <laughs> headquarters. He's like, I hope they have more luck than I will. Which, for the record, no, they won't. 
They've nope. had nothing in office for about 10 years now. Uh, current time. Uh, not back then. I, I don't know how they were doing back then. But probably not. Probably right. the same. Yeah, probably. And so Homer tells him, he's like, you're going to open that store. And Flanders is like, no, Homer, there's no reason to. And Homer's like, you're going to open that store. And he storms off. And we presume Flanders will open the store. Homer then gets inside because he's going to call somebody who he uh, uh, borrowed money from, Jerry. And he's like, Jerry, he's like, I pay, uh, remember how I paid that loan back you gave me? Well, it's now it's time for you to do me a favor. <laughs> One of my favorite lines in that episode. Oh, I love that line so much. <laughs> and so he starts calling up all these people. Uh, and there's a few things to note here. We see at most tavern, Lou is white. Uh, Barney is laying on his kitchen table at 3 a.m. I mean, isn't that what you do? That or his clock stopped. It could, could, it be, could be either of them. <laughs> and uh, Also, I've laid on a kitchen table before. Uh, are you a heathen? Sit in a chair like a respectable human being. I've but lay- it's so comfortable I've up laid there. on chairs, too. <laughs> well, I, I, I can sleep like a hobo sometimes when I want to take a quick nap. You can sleep. You do sleep like a hobo, apparently. You just bring three chairs together and you just lay on them and fall asleep. So I get where Barney's coming from. Al- <sighs> alcohol may have been involved. <laughs> so... Oh, Flanders gets to the leftorium and and he's like depressed and he doesn't want to bother opening it and his family is getting getting him to rush and he arrives and Homer is bringing in all the left-handed people from Springfield now which is like everybody in Springfield I have a list I don't know if you have a list as so, well I have a list but I want to bring something up yeah one of the guys Homer calls says oh Homer Simpson's in the line tell him I'm busy and <laughs> his wife says it's about Ned Flanders and he says Ned Flanders is in trouble I don't think all these people are left-handed, and I'm going to get into this in a second. Yeah, I was going to say, that was my uh, theory, is that they're just shopping here to support Ned. So I have a confirmed list of characters who are left-handed on The Simpsons, which I'll go through after you read your list. Okay, yeah, so I'll go through the list of everyone here, and then we'll go through your list. Uh, You have Otto, Krabappel, Akira, Lionel Hutz, Mayor Quimby, Apu, Skinner, Sideshow Mel, Shauna Tifton, Dr. Nick Riviera, Kent Brockman, Moe, Dr. Hibbert, Cowboy Bob, Burns, Jasper, Selma, Barney, Chuck Ellis, Richie Sakai, Dr. Marvin Monroe, Professor Lombardo, Carl, Toshiro Sushi Chef Master, Bleeding Gums Murphy, Herman, Helen Lovejoy, Jimbo Dolph, Kearney, Emily Winthrop, Krusty the Clown, Mrs. Prince, and Chief Wiggum. Um, is that not a ridiculous list? Eddie is oh, yeah. also there. Oh, Eddie's there. Yes, Eddie's there. That is the only person on my list that I have caught that you haven't caught. Yeah, it's insane. Like, the, the amount of people in this scene, and, like, the amount of people that are just weird. Like, <laughs> the Rowakers, like, Richie Sakai, the guy who sang karaoke in the episode Homer's Night Out. That's who that guy was. That's he's named in that scene. We like see him in the, as a background <laughs> character a few more times. They threw him in there. Because isn't Richard Sakai one of the writers on The Simpsons? He goes by Richie to his friends. But maybe it is. I don't remember. Also, why is Flanders selling left-handed nunchucks or nunchucks at all? (laughs) I'm starting to see, uh, looking at his inventory, I'm starting to see where the problem was with this business. You You mean because he bought a car? Well, you see, guys, there are superior nunchucks and there are inferior nunchucks. Richard Sakai is a producer on The Simpsons. Oh, so that's why uh, Richie Sakai has his name. Yes. Interesting. Also, so confirmed list of left-handed characters on The Simpsons. This uh-huh. is throughout all the seasons. Uh-huh. Ned Flanders, uh-huh. Mo Sislek, Bart uh-huh. Simpson, Dolph Starbeam, Charles Montgomery Burns, Krusty the Clown, the old Jewish man, Martin Prince, Apu Nahasapimo Petalon, Clancy Wiggum, Jasper Beardley, Bumblebee Man, Seymour Skinner, Nick Riviera, um, Herman, Jonathan Frank, Lucille Bodakowski, hmm. who wasn't there because she's off in a mental institution. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ralph Wiggum, Lenny Leonard, Luigi Risotto, Akira, Larry and Sam, the two barflies, hmm. Lindsay Nagel, and Jimmy the Scumbag. Well, that's a pretty extensive list. Man. So, uh, like, we have this giant crowd of people, and Ned is completely taken aback. Now, there's a few weird animation things in the scene. Now, it's... Oh, oh Maud is the that, one that, that sticks one out to me. That stands out so bad. Like, I don't normally notice that stuff, and I caught that one. You know what? Maud didn't bother me as much as when uh, it's Todd is in... Ho- like, it looks like his lower body is Homer. 
He's in a white shirt like Homer is with the blue pants like Homer. It looks like he's dressed up like Homer. Go back to that scene and it's really, really weird and unsettling because it almost looks like they took like Homer's body like from a different scene, <laughs> shrunk it down and just put his head over it. It's really weird. Also, Carl is white in the crowd. And at one point when the scene transitions the car, when Mr. Burns says he'll buy it, Dr. Hibbert is there and he's not just white. He's super white. He looks like he's a ghost. It's like everyone else is yellow. He is legitimately pale, ghostly white. It's really weird. I, uh, but Flanders says that affordable tract housing, I, uh, you know, made them neighbors, but Homer made them friends. And I, uh, you pointing out the house looking similar early uh, in the uh, this episode, I, uh, it's affordable tract housing, so they probably all look very similar yes. to each other. <laughs> The neighbor probably got the second wave after they worked out the kinks with the first one. (laughs) Got the better version. And, uh, but man, Maud's eyes when they like cut to Maud and she looks weird. They look so weird. But man, when you get a chance, look at Todd's little home. Oh my God, you're right. I have it up. (laughs) Right? Is it not weird? He looks like he's got a little Homer body. It's It's almost like it's just a little Homer. Is it that weird? Oh my god! Right? <laughs> what is that? It's Homer's shirt. It's a little Homer body. It's a little Homer body. Just a little tiny Homer. I'm dying. That little Homer. <laughs> I'm never gonna unsee little Homer. Yep, you're welcome. Oh my god! So. Homer and and Flanders are 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 true friends, as we see in this scene. Despite the fact that Homer will you know continue to be kind of a jerk to Flanders throughout the series. Now, my big question for you guys is: What do you feel is the lasting impact of this episode? Uh, Sean, do you want to start us off? Uh, start with somebody else. I'm still tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, so I'll go first. I feel that despite Homer's selfishness and jealousy. He really is friends with Ned Flanders. We see throughout the series that he will, you know, hang out with him from time to time. Usually it's when, you know, Flanders, like, invites him out and, like, pays for things. But, you know, there are times where we see that Homer is legitimately friends with Ned Flanders. And I feel like this is the episode that really showed it because previously there was really no redemption between them two. Like, in Dead Putting Society... Homer hates Flanders to the end of that episode. But in this episode, we see that, you know, even if he doesn't, like, like to hang out with Flanders, he still considers him a friend, you know? And I, I think that that's kind of uh, uh, something important. Uh, what about you, uh, though, Matt? I really like this episode, and it's one of the things I like about early seasons of The Simpsons in that they don't, it feels like they're not afraid to let people maybe miss the point of the episode, even though, in this case, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty pretty obvious at least to maybe to us yeah um you know but it had a, it had like a good moral to it and i think it let you kind of walk there on your own because you see like i said homer isn't in just being outwardly evil through his actions he's being kind of he's being selfish yeah just negligent and you know in some ways i could kind of relate to homer you know as i alluded to earlier like sometimes i could see myself forgetting that like Oh, you know, I have a friend who has this left-handed shop. Here's someone who needs a left-handed thing. Like, I would just not put that together and, like, yeah. feel bad about it. So, like, that really resonated with me mm-hmm. a lot. So, um, so I think that's why this episode, to me, when you're like, man, you can do a season three episode, I was like, when Flanders failed. That was, it was just it, an immediate answer for yeah. you. I think it was a, a good sign that, like, cartoons can still be, it can still be really funny mm-hmm. and it can still have, like, a good like non-preachy lesson by the end because i feel like it wasn't really like preaching at you but like no not at all um you know it still had kind of a good message Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna branch off of that one because i feel this episode is really one of the starts of characters being more layered homer is kind of evil but we learn that deep down he's not evil he really wants the best for flanders Mm -hmm. and we see much more layered characters which will go further into the writing for some of the later episodes yeah We'll see that with Edna Krabappel's relationship with Bart, where mm-hmm. she's not just a teacher. She's also a person. Yeah. And this episode really shows that off with the Simpsons family, and it's going to start extending to everyone in town, which makes them all feel alive. This oh, yeah. episode really helps cement the city itself. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely does. And, you know, 
it's it's a, a wonderful episode and you know it, it's great because you know now that we're hitting like season three it's like we can almost always be saying that which is great uh but i tell you what guys what are your uh actually you know what before we go into our our favorite quotes from the episode uh we have metric uh my good buddy matt who came in as a special guest matt tell everyone what you're up to these days like what do you do uh, well, thanks for having me. Uh, these days, I am on uh, Twitch, twitch.tv slash matrikonstage, M-A-T-R-I-K. Uh, I usually stream a lot of retro games, some RPGs. By the time this comes out, I probably won't still be playing Dragon Quest Four, but, you know, that's the kind of stuff I play. <laughs> Actually, uh, you might be playing might that still. It's a long playing. game. It's not Dragon Quest Seven, Craig. <laughs> that's Too true. Shy. Only a maniac uh, would play Dragon Quest Seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I also have a YouTube channel, uh, Matric on Stage on YouTube, uh, Currently doing a Pokemon Nuzlocke randomizer, and as long as things go well, I've caught well, some of that. I've caught some of that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> it's been fun. Hopefully, by the time this comes out, that's still going. Because if not, something went wrong. <laughs> um, I also have a fun video I did with my wife where we played Super Mario World uh, ROM hack that was supposed to be co-op, where she got to control the enemies and I was Mario. And instead of working together, we decided it'd be more fun if she tried to kill me. That <laughs> is infinitely more fun. So. Now, you also are on a uh, new podcast. It's funny you mentioned that. Uh, actually, today, the day we're recording this, uh, season uh, episode one of season two of Noobs and Dragons uh, was released, and I am on that. I play Alice, a high elf rogue, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, so for anyone who, who's been listening to Noiseland Arcade, uh, you probably know that, you know, you, you have me who's... T- the dungeon master of the the Noobs and Dragons show. Season one has ended. Season two now has a new cast, new story. So if you'd like to hear Matrick on stage, make sure to jump in on uh, season two, episode one. You don't need to li- have listened to the first season, but you know if you get around to it, give it a chance, maybe. Uh, but uh, otherwise, let's hear everyone's uh, favorite quotes. Uh, Sean, what do you uh, have for us for uh, your favorite quote? So my favorite quote, I kind of got to set up a little bit because uh-huh. otherwise it doesn't make sense. So Homer goes to pick up Bart from karate class. Uh And he says, how was class? And Bart's response is, we learned to rip out a man's heart and show it to him before he dies. And Homer's line is, that'll learn him. him. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, how about you? What's your favorite quote from the episode? Uh, That was actually the one I had picked out. Um, (laughs) But I had a a backup just in case. And it was... Uh, when Homer's calling everyone to help Ned Flanders and he says, hello, Jerry, this is Homer Simpson. Remember last month when I paid back that loan? Yeah, well, now I need you to do me a favor for me. I think my favorite quote is uh, Marge and Lisa coming onto the back uh, pack porch. And, you know, they're, they're flabbergasted that they have all this stuff. And Lisa immediately admonishes Bart. She says, I'm sure you did nothing to discourage this, you scavenger of human misery. And Bart says, hey, keep your hands off my china hutch. <laughs> <laughs> 